um, welcome to the second episode of Rob Radio Web 3 Africa. And um, on this show, we bring you the latest news and insights from the African crypto and web free community. And I'm your host, Tesla Matt. In today's episode, we'll be diving into the news of the week. I'm definitely going to keep it short because I don't want you to listen to my voice for a very long time. And then we'll be speaking to our guest, Eze Esther from Faces of Web3 about our work in the space and, you know, any other fun thing she wants to share and discuss with us. But before we begin, I would love to remind our guests and listeners to please abide by the show guidelines. This includes treating everyone with respect, waiting for your turn to speak if you come up on stage to ask any question, and refraining from interrupting others. Kindly send a request if you want to come up to contribute to the conversation, or just let me know in that little chat bubble down below if you want to say anything or just say hi to us and, you know, or just say anything. Okay, so please keep in mind that the show is recorded and maybe repurposed on other social media platforms and my podcast. With that being said, let's dive right into it. So Esther, um, you can just say a quick eye before I dive right into the weekly, um, weekly news recap. <laughs> so it'd be like a breaking transmission from just hearing my voice alone. Hi Esther, how are you doing? Hi Tass, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you as well? Ah, I'm fine. I'm having a mad migraine, but I'm fine. <laughs> I saw your tweet. I actually also got very sleepy as well. I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? Tas has a headache. Esther is sleepy. This will make for a very fun session. <laughs> I, I swear, I was saying, okay, should I sleep? Oh, okay, if I sleep and I wake up past four, what am I going to do? So I just forced myself to stay awake till now. So no problem. Um, at least it's not that, you know, our show was previously 11 p.m. West African time, and that was also odd. So I don't have any excuse um, for hosting it in the afternoon and still sleeping. So I'm just going to manage and, you know, have fun while managing. So let's dive right into the weekly news of um, crypto and blockchain, Web3, whatever, whatever. Okay, this week was fun because this week felt like an entire month. I don't know. Everyone just came out with different updates and everything. And I was like, everything in one week. How are we going to keep up? So I just tried to, you know, um, get everything and summarize it as short as I could. The first one I would love to mention is that Gem XYZ, I don't know if anyone can remember, but OpenSea acquired Gem, I think, last year. And now Gem XYZ has rebranded itself as OpenSea Pro. And, you know, this one will, is going to offer more advanced tools and analytics for trading NFTs. And they made sure to let us know that it is not a marketplace. It's still Gem and, you know, still um, operating, uh, still operated by the same team, but just more rebranding you know, like their version 2, their V2 of everything. Also, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is always in my weekly news of the week. What's it? He's always in my crypto news of the week, rather. So Elon Musk posted a tweet about the C's, the memes of production card by the memes um, collection by 6529. And that triggered the um, floor. Like, everyone started buying the collection. Like, hey, NFTs up, you know, people were bullish again because of that um, post he made, but he deleted it after because I think he might have, maybe someone told him that mm, this meme you posted is NFT related and you are making the floor price to go up, so he deleted the tweet after he made that, but no problem, what has been done has been done. <laughs> 
moving on to um more um what will i call it collection based news gucci has recently announced its collaboration with the other side meta for the coda pendant which is said to replicate the successful collaboration between tiffany and co and punk jewelry hmm. i can't wait to see <coughs> how much that's going to cost because if you were here last year you definitely remember the whole um, friends, everything, the whole um, Tiffany and Co. Jewelry brought. Everyone was like, ah, very expensive, this, this, this. But people that have money, have money, and they collected it. Moving forward, um, Manifold is currently building its own liquid um, staking platform. And this platform is expected to provide users with a seamless and efficient way to stake their tokens. And I love this because, you know, we can see other decentralized cloud platforms like everyone is trying to do something different apart from just creating a marketplace creating a marketplace like what else can we do to like make the whole web free space you know better and you know have more value and moving forward i don't know if anyone knew about the hula finance exploit but you know they've recovered their stolen assets which is one of the largest um, recoveries in DeFi history, you know, for you to be able to recover the money that was stolen from your treasury, that's that's amazing. <laughs> and back to collection-based news, Nakamigo's NFTs have recently experienced a sharp rise in their values, which can also be attributed to some popular individuals tweeting about them. Mm, no comments about that, but this week, as I said, has been crazy. It's like an entire month in one week. <sighs> More news about Elon Musk. <laughs> the Twitter bed logo was updated to the Dodge, um, um, what will I call it? it? was updated to Dodge on the web app. And following this update, the Dodge coin rose by 30% as at the time the change was effected, which prompted speculations about the involvement of Elon Musk. Like, are you shooting your backs to us? <laughs> well, no problem. You know, he's the owner of the app. He can do what he wants to do. And um, moving forward again, Pudgy Penguins, have launched their um, their toys and they look super cute. After this news, I'm going to pin up the um, toys and other news I found really cute. <laughs> I'm going to pin up any other thing for people that want to like dive right into other things because this is just like a summary. And also regarding money, youth <laughs> youth four three seven was sold for seventy four point eight eight. If why are you people seeing money? No problem. Let's move forward. Soldier Boy dropped his 3D NFTs, <laughs> which went as high as 0.1 ETH and was eventually delisted from OpenSea due to alleged copyright infringement of the Ferrari logo. This is why we always say, you know, do your research, make sure you're not infringing on anybody's right because, yes, you want to drop your NFTs, but, you know, using a big company like Ferrari, their logo in your collection, it's going to make your collection get delisted. So, mm, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Sorry to him or whatever. And also, MetaMask is working with OpenSea and BlockAid on an experimental feature that will warn users when interacting with known scams. I believe this is, you know, long overdue for MetaMask, owing to the fact that there, 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 is, there is a lot of scams and people, you know, getting ripped off the platform because of they made a mistake by interacting with a, you know, scammy link. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this collaboration with um, BlockAid and OpenSea. So I'm getting to the final part of the news. I think I just have three more things and I'm going to round up because I'm getting bored from listening to my voice for a long time. But sorry about that. <laughs> Looks Red Z2 is now live 
and it features slash fees, cheaper gas fees, bulk buying, no signature bulk. Like everything is just everyone is trying to do things to you know attract more people to use their platforms and also you know consider the buyers and sellers in like when um, when making these decisions because Bookstress said sellers um, can now receive if instead of wrapped if when you know when you sell your um, nft on their app and also in um uh, marketplace related news OpenSea also announced a new overhaul of wallets to make wrapping and unwrapping it easier with slight refreshing wallet balance display and a redesigned collection offer, offer model so as i said everyone is on their toes they're trying to find interesting things to do to keep their users more engaged either with their design um, choices or whatever but they want to make everything easier for people and you know with more NFT marketplaces coming up, there there, there is um like a fierce um competition. Before in twenty twenty one, OpenSea used to be like the alpha and omega of the <laughs> NFT marketplaces in the space. But we've seen other platforms coming up, and you know they have to what should I say, buckle down or yeah buckle down <laughs> to make everything better for users. So to the final news of the week that I was able to summarize, Azuki. 9,195 was sold for 200 ETH. My neck is paining me as I just said this because that's around $373,000. <sighs> no problem. <laughs> but yes, Azuki 9185 was sold for 200 ETH. And you know, this is a considerable achievement for the seller. That's a huge sum of money. And um, that's it for today's news. Tune in next time or listening next time for more updates of um, of the world cryptocurrency and um, Web3 um, space, what's going on. And um, I think I'm done because, as I said, I'm getting bored listening to my voice for a long time. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening, and I'm going to pause here. Then we're going to move on to Esther. Um, thank you if, so if, much. For if nobody will clap for me, I'm going to clap for myself. <laughs> Where is it? Okay, okay, that's enough. Rubbish. Okay, Esther. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I mentioned, our top our guest for today is Esther Izzy, and I'm so excited to chat with her. I think uh, this is this like the second time or something like that. I'm having you on one of my spaces. I can't remember, but I'm always excited to chat with Esther because she has been here for quite a while and has been building, has been involved in different projects in the space uh, as our own um what do i call it community i'm used to calling places um communities but you know you're definitely going to explain that better for us but esther has been here for a while and you know she has contributed to the growth of um web3 nfts in the nigerian um sphere the african um web3 space she even got um she was a guest as they recently concluded what do they call it african next um, um events i don't know if i got that right but i think it's african next yes so enough about my ramblings and i'm going to let esther tell us about her background and how she became interested in web3 hi Cass. i wanted to say that you sounded ominous for a bit <laughs> when you called my name and then you laughed it was very ominous <laughs> Apple, yeah. Apple. <laughs> no, it was fun because uh, I'm, I'm. I was like, oh yeah, now it begins. But yeah, um, I got started in work three um, from managing Owanity. 
Um, I, I, I don't know if a lot of us know who he is, but he's the he's a digital artist and the creator of the Afrobirds project. Um, I was a filmmaker. I was learning how to make films, direct films for a while. And then I stopped and got into tech. So someone who knew him said that this was in 2020. You make a lot of um, short movies. Esther can help you um, figure stuff out and basically manage your life because that's what I do. Um, and so we got started working together. And when he jumped into NFTs, naturally, I came along. And then he launched the Afrodoids project, which was a hit. We, my role there was to make sure that everything ran smoothly and that a great story was told and that people just very, wanted to vibe with our project. And I did that by telling the story of the Afrodoids. Um, the story of the Afrodoids is simple. It's the story of a futuristic world where humans merge with machine and some of the traits that we consider evil in human beings and destructive traits gets taken away for the more pragmatic traits of machines. And we told that story and to just back it up because the story is of robots, robots travel, human robots, you know, um, travel around the world cleaning up the mess that humans have created for the last thousand years. Just to back that up, I advocated for donating a little bit of our, of our profit to charity. And that charity was Dreamcatchers Academy. We gave them half a million dollars from the sales of Afrodroids. Um, just to say, oh yeah, we're telling the story of something going, coming to you know, a better world. So we're going to lead by example and create a better world for ourselves um, you know, and create a better world as well. The Dreamcatchers Academy was very, um, just called me because I've been on Twitter in 2020. I spend a lot of late nights on Twitter and she, the principal of Dreamcatchers had just tweeted, we might have to close down very soon. Um, we can no longer afford food. The children are having to share one Lipton, not even, you know, Milo, Lipton. Um, this is very disheartening. So that tweet stayed in my head. And when I had the opportunity to do something about it, I did. So that's what happened. Um, after we launched Afrodroids and we sold out, we made a lot of promises. We had a roadmap, wanted to make films. In fact, a couple of people from Hollywood Miami Film Festivals reached out and said, oh, yeah, we'd like to de develop the script for the film. Um, so we're trying to work that out while, you know, we, while trying to sell, make secondary sales, because that's the point. Um, we, were, we were trying to recoup some of the expenses we've, we, we had spent for the first sale. So secondary sale would have helped to execute on some of the projects that we had outlined. When I realized that it was very difficult, um, we had actually stepped into the eye of the storm, you know, the whole NFT hype. And it wasn't our project specifically. It was a very hard pill to swallow because um, I tried to reach out to a lot of other projects, broker partnerships, um, just let's have something together. And the, every time, like, I didn't even get to the point where we would hear a no. It was just, the door wasn't open. 
<laughs> um, so that started me down the path of, okay, why is this happening? Because at the same time I was hearing, I was seeing and hearing, we used to have a lot of African species at the time. So I was hearing and seeing a lot of complaints. Um, we don't, we don't get sales. We are not invited into the rooms where, um, you know, they make the deals. What, like, what, um, why is this happening to us as African creators, you know? Um, so that, that's what started me down the path of trying to understand the problem and then solving the problem. So we started phases of a to just try and understand the problem a little bit. Um, when you're trying to build a product, people say, speak to your customers, speak to people, understand it. That's how you understand the problem and understand what to build. Um, for us, trying to understand the problem was interviewing creators, black creators, Western creators, just trying to understand from their perspective how Web3 has changed lives, how Web3, they hope Web3 will change lives in the future, and just other plans. As we were speaking to creators and just learning more about the society, as I was, learning, and learning more about the society which I lived in, which I live in, it then became very clear. The problem is simple. Um, we were in a new space. Africans who wanted to come into the new space didn't want to spend money of their own acquiring art, especially because art has always been a very niche community. And not only that, um, when Africans wanted to you know, buy the art, acquire them, they wanted to make profit very quickly. Oh, let's hop in, buy and feed the NFTs, just like other, you know, collectors. And then it was also a very, an education issue. The language of NFTs and Web3 was very high. So the barrier to entry is high as well. Um, so it was just a lot of, after we, I had I highlighted those problems, I realized that, okay, since we, a lot of us had um, breached these barriers and already gotten into the NFT space. There was only one thing to do, solve for visibility. Um, it's the same thing everywhere. Even um, tech talent, we earn a little bit, we earn a little, we start, you know, our life as, as workers in Nigeria and then we learn how to sell our talents to the West to earn more. It's the same thing. It was the same thing with, the NFT space for creators, how to increase visibility. Um, there, there were a lot of creators doing amazing work. So how can we solve the visibility problem so that we earn money and the money, um, we diversify the money as well. Creators are already doing the solving the problem of diversifying. Just last week, Yinkori sold at what sold her art for you know very substantial sums and she did the thing that i had i have known african creators to do they immediately go and start buying from their friends from people who they know have been you know screaming at the top of their lungs buy my art buy my artwork buy my artwork they go and they just pick a few pieces just to say oh i was i i got accepted into the hall of fame for West, Western, um, you know, I got accepted. Let me share the love as well. So we knew that that to be the case. So it, the problem was now how to solve for visibility. Um, for one, we're already doing that in a way, telling the stories of African creators. But we wanted to do much more than we already were doing. 
Um, so the first thing we did is we started looking for partnerships. We tried to partner with this project called Afropunks. It fell through halfway because they got a deal with Hogs XYZ. We tried to broker a deal with some other projects as well. It, it all fell through. And then we're like, okay, it seems like we'd have to take matters into our own hand and do something about this. Um, that got me thinking about products. I actually conceived of a social discovery app um, for creators. Um, the way that OpenSea is set up, and basically a lot of the other uh, Web3 NFT products, when they put creators on the front page, we tend to feel uh, accepted. We tend to feel acknowledged. I wanted to take away the spice of being put on the front page and just make it a real thing, an everyday thing. There's an app where a lot of African creators a lot are on the front page and they are divided by the work that they do. If you're looking for, you know, an illustrator, if you're looking for a photographer, if you're looking for, um, you know, I, I don't know what the categories of art, but like, yeah, they'll be divided by categories and they'll be on the front page. And they also, that app also works uh, like the .eth app. I don't know if anyone here knows that ETH, ETHCO app that, you know, you just, once you have a .eth, um, you know, name, it just aggregates everything you own. That's what the social discovery app was meant for as well. Um, a way to keep things going for us would be if you, because I know that people find, I know that people find, a lot of creators find it hard to share other creators' work, maybe because it, you know, spoils the flow of their work on their page and just for some, a lot of other reasons. But we meant, we wanted to make that action more organic by saying, oh, okay, we have native tokens on this app. When you share people's, you know, profile, you share it to your page because it's just a link, your link three link. That's what it would act as. And when someone clicked it, the person would go to a page where, you know, there's a profile link. And basically we've, we had found a way to aggregate all the work you have everywhere else on that single page. Um, and when you share a lot of creators profile, you get tokens, you know, to your name to spend on the app to buy something. And then, you know, on, by the end of the month, we have a leaderboard where we say, oh, this person had the most shares. This person shared the most, this person had the most shares. People shared this person, this creator's profile a lot. And this creator shared a lot of other creators' profiles. So that's how we wanted to do it. Make it fun, gamify the process, um, and also, you know, help more Africans be seen while, you know, while we wait. <laughs> Um, so that's what I wanted to do to solve for the visibility problem. But that fell true because you know how blockchain engineering is so expensive. Um, we couldn't find funding. I kept pitching. I had like a couple of pitch. I sent to um, Serena Williams, sent to a couple of other VC firms, and that all fell through. Um, so yeah, that's me. From Oh yeah, and then we reached out again to a couple of other um, platforms, again, it fell through. So we said that, okay, if we can't solve the visibility problem, can we focus on some other problem, which is onboard more, create more people to Web3 and see if those people have funds to 
buy from African creators. And so we created a course called the Ownership Economic Cohort um, course, um, which basically it, our aim wasn't to teach DeFi as a sole topic or NFTs as its own topic or DAOs as its own topic, but to merge all of this together so that anyone who takes the course has a full rounded view of the of you know all the parts and categories of Web3. And if they wanted to diversify, they could do so freely. Um, we had fun creating the course, the curriculum, writing them out, and we taught like we taught our first cohort. And then you know this was in November and December, and in January things kind of changed for us. We changed plans, and yeah, that's that's me. And <laughs> um, when you were, when you mentioned the part of you know the whole funding not. Um, coming through and teaching to people about what you want to do. I was like, oh God, I can definitely relate with that because, you know, for some people, Web3 is still new and they definitely don't understand what's going on here. So, um, like, something risky for them to just want to, like, put their money into and you know even the people that knows other people that wants to maybe give you funding for that, it's like a closed group. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's like who you know, or everything in this space is just connection based. But I can, I'm so happy to see that you decided to go um, with the part of onboarding creative to this space because, to be honest, Web3 is more of a creator economy, as we can see. <laughs> Even the um, platforms, they rely on creators to use their platforms. So, you know, and if you're onboarding people that can also collect from creators, it's also something good. And when you mentioned the whole Afrodroids and Dreamcatchers, um, the um, Dance Academy collaboration, I was so happy because I was definitely around for everything. <laughs> I saw everything play out when um, Afrodroids um, launched, when Owa was creating the characters. The day it launched, it got sold out in minutes. It was the first you know, African collection that was like really huge that time. And you like I was so happy to see so, um someone that look that looks like me doing things like this. And you know, it's it was super spectacular. And when I found out when I met you and I found out that you were part of the team that's Wonder Project, I was like, okay, okay. So we have people like this in this space and they're like working in the background. Most people don't really know what they are doing. So it's super important for us to have this type of conversations because normally we we'll just see the people that are like at the front, people that have their faces out there, you know, that's that's people people will know. But when we speak to create um creators like you, builders like you, definitely realize that you know there are other people in the background doing amazing things that we are not aware of. So um, I'm so happy you started Faces of Replay. I, I definitely knew when that started too, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure enough, but I'm so proud of your achievements so far. So um, I'm going to move on to my next question. And I think you've kind of answered some of the questions I have. But just for clarity's sake, I'm definitely going to ask them again. Um, I'm not going to ask you the projects you worked with because you've mentioned them. But, you know... What challenges have you faced building in the web free space, and how have you over how did you overcome them? I would love if you if you're like um super specific, like just um I like them and give us uh, the way you overcame the whole problem. 
Oh, well, that question implies that I overcame any problem. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be positive. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, wow. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the only problem, just the only way I got things done was by collaborating, which is something I always advocate for. If the um, Emeka is here, uh, and Ikwe, yeah, East of Africa, I, I heard him on his face once and I immediately reached out and I, I'm one for collaborating, for sharing tasks. If I see that you're better at something than me, than I am, I will leave it at your feet. I don't, you know, care about hawking glory. Um, so that's like, that's the only time I've done anything, like, you know, I've overcome anything, especially with the, so I enjoy solving problems. I don't know if anyone has gotten that from this conversation so, so far. I really, really enjoy pinpointing a problem and trying to solve it. Even if people tell me, mm, it can't be solved, we've tried. I, I like to say, okay, let me try it my way. Um, so we, one, we, last year, during the flood in Nigeria, um, there were... I think the news said there were 24 states affected by the flood and I'd mostly ignored, you know, um, not ignored the entire conversation about the flood. And then one day I decided, okay, let me see how bad this thing is. And then I went um, Googling and then I saw, oh, people are really losing home and uh, property what can we do about this? And, you know, the most uh, obvious solution was raise funds to NFTs. Then became, you know, how to raise funds, where to go to, what to do. The only thing that was that lay in our hands was raising, you know, building a website, launching NFTs, launching a couple of NFTs and raising funds. So uh, back to the collaboration bit, my team built the website in literally a day, designed, built the website in a day, everything, but paying for the uh, name and all, all that jazz. But launching the NFTs, I'm not a creator and I didn't want to do work of that. It, it would seem very obvious that, oh, Esther is trying to make work and take some money. So I reached out to a couple of creators. This is what I intend to do. This is what the money is going for because I'd already reached out to some community leaders that were already doing work at the time for communities in Rivers and Bayelsa in Nigeria. And I put like six of them in a group chat and told them, I'm going to, you're already doing something about it. I can see it on your, you know, your profile. Your communities trust you. They seem to be doing something, things like this before. So um, I'm going to raise funds and give the money to you, share, you know, amongst, your, amongst you and you can go and continue the work you're already doing. Um, so I collaborated with African creators who listened, wanted to hear what I have, what I had to say, and they, you know, willingly sent in their work. We minted them. More people donated as well, and that's how we got we raised the funds. About five thousand dollars or so to a, one old man was lying on a bed of water. Um, more people were sleeping in camps and they had they didn't have nets water buckets anything so the, the, we raised just by collaborating with african creators that's how we got the funds to solve that problem 
and on you know collaboration again um thank god you pinned my tweets i tried to i don't know if i'm you know going past your question but like um disability is a problem that is very close to my heart i thought of this uh, a, a way to solve for the disability problem Although a couple of African creators, you know, we have more African, more sales in the African space in 2021 and, you know, half of 2022 than in 2023. 2023 seems like, oh, they handpick a few people and then, you know, oh, let's not be like we no African creators making sales at all. Um, so I said, okay, what's a way to solve this problem? Let's create a zine, a magazine, a digital zine, put creators have have them tell their story, put builders, because oftentimes we talk about Web3 and it feels like, you know, thank God Ola is here. People like Ola who deal in DeFi and then, you know, another part of um, NFTs, the collector part of NFTs, they never get to say anything and they've been here for as long as we have. Let's have a space for, let's let our digital zine have, you know, all kinds of people come and talk about Web3. So I wrote down the idea I sent it to, you know, in the space of collaboration, I sent it to Norma, sent it to JJ, sent it to, and just a couple of people because the idea had, a, I sent it to May as well, Naibo, May, just to hear what they had to say so that we'll fine tune it. It was a very rough draft. And they gave me the ginger <laughs> to move it to, I wanted to see, okay, should I throw this out? Does this bear working on? And yeah, they gave me Dinda to put it on Notion and just share it and see if more people want to collaborate so that we can all solve the problem together. Because, you know, there are domains that I don't exist in. Like you, for instance, Aslimat, you exist in the rock radio space. I don't. Um, someone like Anthony has partnered with Super Rare for a, for a couple of projects. So I need people like that who have more influence than I do. Collaborating with them helps move the needle and solve the problem. Mm. Okay, I, I love that last thing you just said, you know, as you mentioned, everyone has, I, I don't know if I'm going to call it communities, but everyone has different spaces they exist in. And, you know, to be honest, I also experienced something like that when I was trying to find guests for my um, show, because, you know, I relaunched this rock radio show, it used to be Africa Unplugged. So I was trying to find, you know, builders, creatives, um founders in the space and i found out that i was just seeing artists 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 <laughs> and i was limited to my small um circle of people that i that i know so i had to like make make a twitter and tell people that okay please tag so 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 and so people that you you think that are doing amazing things in the african web free space so i was thinking like what if we had like this type of um is it Ventry, that's I don't know the English is escaping my head, but if we had something that we could easily go um go to check and you know find people in this space like Africans in the space that are doing things, it's going to make everything really easy for us. So, um, as you mentioned about <laughs> about the sale aspect, yeah, I also noticed that um from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one was good, twenty twenty two was fair. 2023 is poor. <laughs> it's like, um, as you mentioned, it's just a selected number of people that, you know, they decide who to, um, they decide they're going to give their money to. And 
I'm not even going to say artists are not marketing. I have seen the way African creatives grind in this space, the way people sleep on spaces, the way people, you know, try to connect with other people, maybe via DM, sending them emails or whatever. But as Misson said, Misson Ariman said, there's like this, um, is it unknown? African creatives are, yeah. And even when they are aware of the fact, it's like you have to like shout in their ears and let them know that we are doing this thing. We are doing this thing. Like we are not here to play. We are here for serious business. And, you know, even when they want to like get something from an African, an African creator is doing, it's like, okay, let's just do it. So they won't say we did not do it. We don't want that type of pity support because creators like you, I'm saying creators rather, viewers like you are in this space that are doing amazing things. Imagine not able to get funding for um, the amazing platform you wanted to do because people are not replying your messages and things like that. Or you have to rely on just someone connecting you to this other person. And um, Tetrat and I also experienced that we read out to a lot of people, a lot of people. Someone read out, he told us to reach out to Coca-Cola. And I'm like, Coca-Cola for a Web3 exhibition? Please be serious. Please be serious. It wasn't um, only, it was after the exhibition launch that we did it in Chicago and um, the virtual only Lagos. That's when people now started reaching out to us and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry I missed your message. Oh, I, I wish we could have proceeded with it. Well done. Things like that. And I'm like, we literally had calls. We literally sent him messages that he replied and he decided that you're going to aid because we are not like popular people in the space until you saw that it was popular to support us. That's when you decided you were going to lend your support. So why do we have to jump through all these hoops and, you know, not get support for what we're doing? And you'll see our counterparts doing um, similar things and they're getting that support. I understand it can be a little bit demoralizing and I know I'm going off point here, but... I think I needed to say something like that because it's super unfair to see, you know, builders in this space striving, wanting to do something great and being kept on the back burner and treated as like the last option. If like, if they're looking for that diversity card to search, search, search and like, okay, I think AZS has been doing something in this space for the past three years and she hasn't gotten any recognition. Let's put her on. Let's let, let them know that we are supporting one black or one african person it's, it's super unfair but i digress i digress <laughs> i digress i said i'm going to keep my spaces to be you know less violent <clears throat> no fights i'm not calling out anybody but no problem esther <laughs> moving i'm not I'm, I'm not saying anything i never call anybody's name but <clears throat> i'm trying to be civil in my new spaces okay. don't worry um so moving <laughs> You're mute. Uh, I, I'm done talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People have been saying they're leaving this space. Ah, uh, NFT space is not for me. But please, there's no future yet. Things like that. So, what is your um, perspective on the current state of NFTs and the future in the Web3 space? Do you think this is something sustainable? Do you think this can go somewhere? <laughs> you know, I. Thank God. Yeah, thanks for asking this question. I basically wrote an article last week. Um, I pitched it to Tech about 
I don't know if a lot of Nigerians know the publication. And I, Oye, Oye read it as well. It was just a way to another to find another perspective. I feel like the world will soon come around to Web three. It's it's I want I keep my younger sister when she comes over, she gets I'm sure she gets bored even though she doesn't want to say it. All I do is try and teach her that the way there's a way that we want the world to be, and there's a way that the world actually is. So if you want to win, you have to play the games of the world. Um, and what I mean is very simple. As the first, um, there's no first mover advantage for you. As the first mover, as the first adapter, <laughs> as the first person who comes somewhere, it's your job to make it, you're going to suffer. And your job, whether you wanted that job or not, is to make it easier for people who will come after so all of this suffering that we're facing is basically first mover software. <laughs> um, and I gave a very clear example to my sister. Um, there, I think there were some comedians, right, in Nigerian spaces before um, this other guy, uh, what's his name? This guy that's more, pop- these new guys that are more popular. Those comedians did a lot of hard work, and these new guys are the more popular ones. And then the musicians like, you know, Whiskey and Davido, who've been making music for a while. And then you hear that Rema and, you know, Ayasta casually surpassed their, their records. So it's the same thing. I think last week, um, a, a show, a a company that sells tickets to shows recently just did something Web three ish without actually calling it Web three, um, in the sense that they sell tickets, and if you own that ticket, just tickets, they didn't call it Web three. They didn't try to use anything Web three mechanisms. When you own that ticket, you get called to do something in for the for the artists for the musicians. So I think that Web three isn't going anywhere. Um, we're going to people are going to get fed up of the status quo, whether now or in two years' time. They're very, apart from the flipping of NFTs and trying to make money very quickly, to know that, oh, I sell this thing today and I am going to be able, I'm, I still have ways to reap profit. You can't, everyone in this world, they always tell you that the only way to wealth, the only path to wealth, is ownership. And that's what Web3 assures, like that's what Web3 grants us on a platter. That's what Web3 mechanisms, NFTs, you know, that's what it gives us. Oh, here is your part of ownership. You don't have to go and become an entrepreneur because that's the only way they keep telling us you have to be an entrepreneur, go start your own business. Um, to know that, oh, I can sell this thing for a small price as a, as a creator today. And in five years, it doubles and there's a way to trace it. It is revolutionary, whether people like that or not. To know that um, I started supporting, I, I, I started supporting Risky in 20, what, when, what year, whatever year, or just a musician, let me not even call names, in whatever year the musician broke out. And you were supporting them then. And you've been supporting them going to almost all of their shows when you could afford to buying whatever they were ambassadors of. And there's a way for you to reap value in some way for supporting them. You know, there were all of these creepy people 
we see creepy people in news where they buy dolls, they collect, you know, stuff from, you know, anything that anybody they are fanning, they are standing cells, they collect it and keep it all over, all over their house. And in a few years, they have to throw all of this, those things away because they become worthless. But those people like collecting. Web3 is a way to make collecting less creepy. And when you want to sell in future, when more people want to come into the fan base, because, you know, um, you were a fan in 2010, and now it's 2023, and more people are just now seeing the light and they want to enter into the fan base. There's a way for you to get paid for all of your work of being a fan. It is revolutionary. So whether people go, I, I, I think that they'll soon come back. Um, when the work of being in Web3 get when the barrier to entry to Web3 reduces. So yeah, all of this is just, you know, suffering for being first, um, first adapters. That's what I'll say. Hmm. See, this is why it's good to have some conversations because when you mentioned some things, there are things that I haven't even thought about that came to my head right now. For instance, when you mentioned supporting an artist when they just like when they started out um, some years ago and you know being able to get you know profit for that now, so I just thought about let's say these kid fans, um, let's say when he started out, um, ten year, over ten years ago and they were able to like maybe buy his music and now it's something you can resell because it's definitely going to hold a lot of value now that is an international um, um, superstar. <laughs> and um, when you also said that, it got me thinking of, what do they call it? Collectible cards. There are some people that um, hold, the, I don't know if it's called game cards or something like that, but they were able to resell it. And something like that happened last year. I'm trying to really remember that scenario. It's like this comic comic card or something but you know all these use cases there's something that um people do daily but you know their their mind that uh, they haven't thought about the um fact that okay what if we bring it into this type of space that i can trace um the ownership and let's say in the next five years i can decide that okay let me just sell it and i'm going to get value for what i collected let's say five years ago just to support my favorite creator or my favorite artist i think that's a very good um use case and example and something when you mentioned the tickets too i think buju did that last year when he launched his what do you call it ads by Benson or yeah. something i Benson can't remember yeah yes so i think they were they said he said that that collecting the nft is going to give you access to his shows things like that and people are like how oh, is this going to work how will you track it this 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 but I, when they said that last day, I was thinking, okay, this is a good way or a good starting point. You know, at least you start from somewhere, then you figure out, okay, what's going to be the next <laughs> um, um, step for us. But the main thing is just to start because that's is the same way people were, you know, demonizing crypto when BTC and everything was pumping in 2008, some years back. People are like, how are we going to spend this virtual money that you people are talking about? This is never going to have value. When Ethereum came out, we were like, ah, on this cryptocurrency? It's not going to move. You know, some people, one guy so, sold his Bitcoin for a pizza. I, I think I remember seeing that story <laughs> on the timeline. And I'm thinking now that I can't imagine how that person would be feeling right now because, you know, we're just thinking, we collected that thing as a joke and seeing it go to thousands of dollars and you already sold it so i think what people are living on right now is just opium and it's good (laughs) 
it's good because that opium is going to um also build <laughs> it's also going to build the um space but mm, if you want to leave the space i'm not shaming anybody everyone has different priorities but for me i think i'm very stubborn i'm just going to keep on creating and you know try to move along with how everything is going because web3 most people just see it as buying art flipping nfts but it's more than that the um, space is evolving there are more things going on now there are more web2 companies trying to come into the space there is the, the adoption is ongoing but you know as i mentioned um some people don't have access to that information because i don't know how to explain it the way web3 is is like clicky and we only find out about things when it has happened we don't know when it is happening so my main aim here is to you know try and get into that circle and find out what exactly is happening then coming on to like tell people about that but okay i digress i digress once again i'm going to stop here so esther thank you so much for coming up on stage to speak with me i think i'm just going to move on to my last question and um because this is definitely going to be on my podcast and i I'm trying to keep it short for people that are going to be re-listening to this space. Um, I'll ask my last question and I'll just round it up. Okay, you can go now, then I'll ask my question. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to add something to the conversation about supporting creators, your favorite creators. Um, I'm sounding very even-toned, but it's a huge source of annoyance for me when, um, you know, the people who have the opportunity to blow in quotes are musicians, I'm going to use them as example, when musicians who started from Nigeria, they blow up and then they come and tell their Nigerian audiences that, you know, no be you, blow me, I didn't need your help. It is a huge source of annoyance for me. Although I'm not in the music space, but I see it and I get very incensed because if... And then there's some other people, you know, fans who've been supporting creators for a while, for as long as the creator has been blowing and all they do is just support and use their money and still use their money to enrich those people. I do not think it's fair. I think that there should, and I think that it's a problem that Web3 solves. As someone who is even just supporting, someday you go broke, life happens to you and you no longer can support. There should, like, just having to own or you can no longer you can't afford to because as creators as the musician um increases in stature their ticket prices increases uh, increase as well and say as a fan you cannot afford it even though you've been affording all of the tickets before then and there's no way for the musician to acknowledge you to acknowledge your existence you're just one voice in a multitude it again it annoys me <laughs> So um, what NFTs do is solve that problem. There's a way for musicians to give to their fans directly and say, I value you. This is what I launched the first time I said coming out. You bought it. You love me. There's proof. I send you like a ticket, just a random A, all of you that own these NFTs. Here are free tickets to all of you. And if I decide I don't want to come, I sell that ticket or sell the NFTs. There's just a way to keep track, to appreciate people for being part of, you know, the community. I think that it's a, it's, it's somebody's going to see it, whether it's, you know, I get a chance to work in that space very soon or someone else sees it and says, yes, this makes sense. We should do this so that as a 
again, <laughs> individual fan, <laughs> for instance, that I am, I can I, I can say, oh, I've been supporting from the time of Dami, Dami Juro. Um, yeah, here is my NFT. And yay, for investing 10 years of my life so far, I get something. So yeah, that's all I wanted to add. It's a very, like, it's, it's a soft spot for me. But yeah, yeah that's, I'm, I'm let it out. <laughs> okay okay it's good let it out <laughs> but no problem so my last question is going to be like a basic question <laughs> what advice do you give to someone looking to start building in the web three space this is so plain the question is plain but i love listening to people's response because i realize that a lot of people have different perspective about things different approach to things so i'd love to hear from your own point of view yeah um first advice would be uh, first advice, you're looking to jump in, do your research, of course, read, research, not only the coins or NFTs, just people you feel like people who are going to be very instrumental to your growth. And then when you find those people by researching, you collaborate with them. And some people will not say yes at the first, you know, the first time because they don't know you. And Web3 is a very trust-based space so that I don't talk to you and the next thing you're sending me a link that you know, collects everything in my wallet. <laughs> and then number three, be very determined. Don't get, you know, discouraged. Be determined if this is what you really want to do. Me, I'm bowing out. <laughs> I'm going to do a little project here and there, but it's very draining for me. So yeah, I'm just going to be waiting until the third wave happens and it's very lucrative to be here again. But like, yeah, be very determined. Don't get discouraged and yeah, collaborate. That's that's those are the advice I'd give anyone looking to start. Esther just casually dropped that she's using style to, you know, not that she's totally leaving, but <laughs> she's trying to hide from his face for some time. Okay, I had that too, no problem. But thank you so much for your words of advice, or what will I call it? And thank you so much, everyone that joined this space, and to the people that are going to be listening um, to the recording again or on the podcast. And today's guest once again is Aze Esther of Faces of Web Three. If you don't know um, anything about what she's doing, please check out her profile and her pin tweets, the projects she has um, contributed to, like Afro Droids. Please check them out too and um also ahead of next week we're going to be having chica chica is the co-founder of afropolitan chica is going to also be coming up on stage to speak with us and um you know let us know more about her and what she's doing in the space the handle for people that want to check is chica wazi i don't know if i spelled that but yes i'm so excited about that conversation and i can't wait to you know speak to more african creatives and creators in the space so thank you so much everyone that listened to my second episode of rep africa i'm your host taslimat and <laughs> if you have anything to say i don't think we opened the floor for questions so i'm just going to give it five seconds send that request as soon as possible because <laughs> esther and i we are both having a dick <laughs> i'm going to end this space very soon but i'm just playing if you have anything to say or ask please ask and i also um summarize the week of um, the weekly news you can see it down in the um comment section i made a tweet a long thread about that rather so you can check that out i test rats 
Teshrat is my twin sister and she used to be my co-host on um, Rob Radio um, Africa Unplugged. She abandoned me, so I'm here alone. Hi, Teshrat. So nice to see your face again. Hi, NFTP. Hi, Ola. Hi, Blessing. Hi, Oi. Hi, Bills. Hi, Imeka. I think this space is small today compared to last last week, so I can tell everybody hi. And Teshrat, what's funny? I, okay, I'm not going to digress because this is going to be up on my podcast, so... I don't want people to be thinking that who is she talking to? But I Tesserat, hi blessing. Oh, you guys, I've said this already. Why are you waving? Okay, I'm going to be closing out the space soon since everyone is shy to come up on stage to speak. But thank you so much once again, and please be on the lookout for tweets ahead of next week's space. We are having a lot of guests, fun guests because the calendar is full till June, and we have founders of crypto-based um um. Um, platforms in Nigeria, in Africa, founder of, um, I don't even want to drop the news, but we have a lot of amazing and big guests coming up on this stage throughout the year. I'm not going to say throughout next one, but throughout the year. So thank you so much, Esther. Do you have anything to say? And I'm going to play the video song for you <coughs> as the closing um, sound. <laughs> Do you have anything to say before I play the song? No, just thank you to everyone for listening and um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let me... If you want to leave, you can leave. I'm just going to give it one minute and I'll end the space. Thank you so much, everyone, once again. And um, let me play my song. Mm -hmm.